What a sci-fi Saturday night. Oh, that's right. I, um, listen, and this is good. Thank you for having me on. This is Adam West and AdamWest.com. Don't forget that. AdamWest.com, we have so many goodies for you. We will begin in mass invasion. We will tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. It's uh, Talkcast 139 from the AdamWest.com pavilion. We actually sold naming rights to our show to adamwest.com welcome to sci-fi saturday night keep in area 51 on the sub-level 451 jalapeno bean dip pavilion because it's too damn hot tonight i am the dome joining the talk cast tonight are some of the usual suspects once again uh well, we'll talk, we'll talk the injury report later in the revere time vortex violent soundboard vixen herself queen of the arrows hello Kriya. it have you tried turning it off and on again <laughs> you know, you sound just like every other IT person in the universe. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the Dank Dungeon reading room, evil scientist to the stars, it's Zombrarian. Cat is watching me, and the chicken is gone, and I think he thinks I'm a substitute. From the four that's, color ball. Zen poetry. <laughs> I think it was a haiku. But that's okay. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, flesh-eating penciler, illustrator X. Uh, no, it's just, it's too hot. Forget it. Pack okay. it up. Well, okay. how about we just throw some ice cubes on you and give it the night? All right. Uh, I'll stick the, it out for an hour. Okay, cool. The dead redhead will be joining us at the halfway point because she's buried knee-deep in bodies. Huh, I'll say no more. But she'll be joining us later on this evening. <laughs> to talk about the poll or the pool or the pool poll or possibly the pool party. Joining us this evening uh, on the show tonight is the legal team of Bradford, McKinder, and Hall. They'll take care of your tax... No, wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Didn't we say do better than that? Yeah, guess what? It was all I had, so bite me. <laughs> no. Hello. Daniel Bradford and Owen McKinder uh, are joining us tonight from one of possibly the coolest web comics in the universe uh, that we really, really like here called Disappointing Monsters. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. 2011 Ghastly Award winners for the best web comic. How cool is that? Pretty damn cool. We are awesome, apparently. Apparently so, because uh, we really like you guys a lot. Yeah, you heard and, it here uh, first. Yeah. All right? First. Oh. Is that how that worked? I'm is pretty that sure it was did? like the very first one, and I was like, this is awesome. Everyone should read this. Yeah, I think it was right after the debut of the... Of the so show. all that means is I clearly have excellent taste. 
Clearly. And thanks for yeah, playing I, the I game. Win. Sorry. So, so you Huzzah. can you, you can take what's behind door number two. I wanted or it is bad. So, with stuff that's going on this week, we'll, we'll be talking about disappointing monsters, and, and Owen and, and Daniel are with us for the hour, which means they're going to sit here and chuckle as we do stupid stuff for a while. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh, I want to mention right off the bat, Mr. Doherty and Zcon. Uh, their Kickstarter project for Zcon is going through the roof. They're one weekend... With one hundred and twenty, uh, with twenty-two thousand dollars and one hundred and forty-four backers, and an backers. endorsement by Neil Gaiman. Just saying. Just this saying. Is the, just saying. Neil Gaiman endorsed them in his Twitter, going, "I think this one is doing Kickstarter right for a start. Pledging above the fifteen-dollar mark gets a copy of the movie, and yeah, you know what? It does. And you also get your name in in the credits, and you get all kinds of cool shit and." We've we've worked with Mike before, and you know I, what, Mike? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Yeah, goddamn right. Aim to misbehave. Let's make this happen, guys. Get on Kickstarter, check out Zcon, um, and all you know, six of you who are listening right now, be part of the film. <laughs> oh yeah, listening. I, I, I maybe bumped that number a little because right now, yeah, there's there's. Maybe a couple of people sitting in in the peanut gallery. Maybe less than a us. couple. But you know, but when you <laughs> thank you. But when maybe you, less than a single. Like, I don't, I... Wake up, mom! <laughs> Is your mom listening again, X? And uh, what if she is? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry. How much are they uh, trying to reach in that Kickstarter? Two hundred and fifty thousand. And they've got how much now? Twenty-two thousand. Kickstarter is just amazing. That's awesome. The cool thing is they've got some really inexpensive levels. Uh, 15, 30, 60. For, uh, my favorite one, which I wish I could afford, was the $5,000 mark where you get to be listed as producer for the film's credits and get the, get an IMDb credit listing. In name <laughs> only. <laughs> Yeah, well, Which you know, that seems like it's done anyway. Yeah. The cool thing is somebody, somebody pledged $10,000 to be listed as executive producer. Wow. And that's incredible cool. And you get lunch with Mike Doherty. He will come to you. <laughs> and let me just say, and having Grant? had lunch with Mike Doherty several times, it's totally worth that. I was going to say it's more fun than a barrel of elephant. It really is. It's like having TV in your house talking to you while you eat lunch. You know, this is why it's going to succeed, though, is because he has really personal options like that. And a lot of projects on Kickstarter have started shying away from things like that, thinking it's like too gimmicky or something. But people really crave, you know, personal attention. If they like you enough to hand you their money... You know, they want some yep. FaceTime. And, you know, if it takes 10 grand to get FaceTime, clearly there are some people who are willing to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think a lot of people uh, don't understand fact... that, and they really undervalue the value of themselves. 
Yeah, it, it does really come down to that in a lot of this stuff. The, also, the other thing, too, is in a lot of these movie projects or music projects, uh, you have to get to an incredibly expensive backing pledge in order to actually get a copy of the music or a copy of the movie. With this one, 15 bucks, and you get an HD download. 15 bucks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Kickstarter is pretty groovy. So what's the price for a screening of The Notebook with one Andrew Marnick? <laughs> <laughs> this is my question. It's very important. I, I think if Mr. Doherty is listening... Mike, make that tier uh, just for us. Right, because we will actually pledge that one. Okay. Up and to a, a full and... $100. <laughs> and then 12 lucky people will get to come to our apartment building where there is a screening room with a large screen and we will watch The Notebook with Andrew Marnick in our apartment. In the Revere Tide? Well, not in our apartment, but downstairs. In a in private screening Revere Time Vortex. I love it. There we go. Mike Doherty, make and... it happen. <laughs> Engage. Careful, he might. Now... He might make it happen, and then we'll have to remember to reserve the room. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of sci-fi movies, Must I wait. finally, yes, oh. I finally got to see Prometheus this past I'm weekend. I'm sorry. Run, tell me. And no, no, no. I I actually really liked it. I thought it's not Alien. It's definitely not Alien, but it's a really good movie. But I'm just going to throw an open question out to the listeners. You know, when you download this episode, if you want to just throw a comment. Please tell me what the opening scene was all about. <laughs> Please. I read like five different versions of it online, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what happened. So well, I'm really curious to see what our see listeners it, have to say about popcorn? it. Maybe that should be the poll huh? this week. Did yeah, you what was... Or were you getting popcorn again? Actually? No, no, no. I was, I was like, this is a, wow, what a, what a wonderfonderfully shot, beautiful, fascinating scene. What the hell what was that hell all is... about? <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, was basically minute, David Lynch's Inland Empire, but, you know, this I mean, director brings it in in two minutes. Yeah, but Ridley Scott's been doing shit like this for uh, literally his entire career. And there are scenes in Blade Runner that you look at and you go, what? Why do I care? This is No, not why do I care. How, no, like, in it's the year 2019, but... how can Atari afford a billboard that size? <laughs> Because I mean, of people like you, X. It may yeah, be damn right. Who buy their new releases and have an hey, update. Someday I'll save up for the Intellivision, but for now, my 2600 is, is working fine. Oh, can I borrow the uh, the extension cord for your ColecoVision? I really need to buy, you know. ColecoVision? Yeah. What is this strange Borg technology of which you <laughs> I got a button and a stick, baby. It's all I need. Okay, cool. I've heard that and, before. And and I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, painful, lots of guys. lesbians think hey, the guys, same way. We got, a, we got a news week in which one of the lead stories was Pizza Necronomicon. So, I mean, <laughs> we got time to kill here. Wow. What but the If you do, what if the you do click the link, that is a pretty evil looking pizza. Uh, it's on yeah. the website, guys. Pizza it's... Necronomicon. Fear it. 
Oh, oh, fear, oh, God. That is the next one but ugly piece of food. It looks delicious. I don't even want to see the buffalo I just wings. ate. No, thanks. Oh, speaking speaking of movies, um, yes. we're, we're going to have a uh, talented actor and, and mime, Doug Jones. We, you can yes. actually say his name, can't you, X? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. I, I wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Okay. Script. It's one thing if we make fun of X for messing up the name, but Dome, you mess up so many names. I don't think you get to talk. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, wait no, a minute. I Quick totally... quiz. Who played Q? Yeah. John e? Delance. <laughs> John Delance. <laughs> e. Okay, Dome. I am just starting to watch Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I know that it's John Delance. Dear Maynard wow. Winter, who so mentioned this to us, you're correct. He will never come on the show. Just never. <laughs> we were having this discussion earlier in the week about how, you know, some people we just hate on so much that they'll never come on the show, like George R. R. Martin, probably Neil Gaiman. Although maybe we could convince him with Zeke. Oh. I don't know. No, number three on the list was John Delancey because Dom never says his name right. I don't. It's not okay. cute. So, it's not funny. Come on. This guy's awesome. He's so cool. I didn't say he wasn't awesome. He's one of the coolest actors in Next Gen. There's no except question about for, it. Except for Oliver Burton. And, you know. And, and Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. And, and Patrick Stewart. No, not Whoopi Goldberg. And, um, no. Guy forever. And, and Gates McFadden. Don't Guy forget Gates McFadden. She was hot. Oh, Gates McFadden. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I think we can all agree Set that the way back machine. Oh wait! The late oh 80s, wait! Folks. Oh wait! Are you complaining that we like something that's old? Really? That's just as bad as Dome I'm teasing you for pronouncing you someone's name that. wrong. <laughs> hmm. Get off Anyhow, my lawn, yeah, both of you. The first trailer for <laughs> the watch hit the web this week, and it is incredibly funny. And I cannot wait to talk to Doug Jones about it. I cannot wait. First of all, I can't wait to have Doug back on the show again. But I definitely can't wait to talk about this film because it just looks incredibly cool. We're going to put a link to the trailer up. Uh, please check it out. Please look at it. Please check out how cool Doug is going to be in a couple of weeks when he's on the show. Yada, yada, yada. Please, yeah, please just say, ignore the fanboying and just actually go watch it. Oh, and having seen the trailer, um, I will say that for me, Ben Stiller movies tend to be pretty hit or miss. Um, hits include Zoolander. Yeah. And I feel like this one, um, not just because Doug Jones is going to be in it, but also because of the level of what's already in the trailer. I think this one's going to be one wait, of the Wait, am I hit. the only one who can't oh. watch an episode of True Blood without thinking... Orange mocha frappuccino. The frappuccino. <laughs> no, you're not the only one. Especially last season. Oh my gosh, last season I was waiting for him to so say hardcore. It. I was waiting for them to throw that in somewhere. Okay, so move, moving off the grid for just a minute since you brought it up. Anybody been watching True Blood this oh, season? Oh hell yet? yeah! Yes. Wow. Christopher I'm... Maloney makes me giggle so hard. I, mean, <laughs> I know, you can't take him seriously. That so was bad casting. It. It's great comedy. Like, True Blood is the best comedy I think is out there today. Christopher Maloney screaming, I will stake you now! 
Yeah. And then not doing it like four times. He wasn't even vaguely <laughs> threatening. I really want to stay. Yeah, you we now. still don't believe you. <laughs> Thanks, Gabler. And for a minute there, I thought that we were actually going to get to see another character from him. And then Detective Stabler, like, consumed him again. <laughs> it's hard not It's hard not to go uh, Special Victims Unit without, you know, closing your eyes. You know, at some point they're going to do that. <laughs> no. And it'll be so funny. All right, you know what kills me, though? Uh, you know what and... kills me, though, about this whole, like, Christopher Maloney thing? There's seriously some mm. girl on io9 who writes about True Blood and actually thinks he's attractive. Yeah. She like, and usually okay. I really love the IO9 roundups of True Blood because she finds the same things funny that I do about the show. I don't. I don't think really... she writes the roundups though because she's been writing like preview things. Like I, I think her name is Maggie. No, I think it's, it's Maggie Werner that writes the round. Like seriously, get some taste in men. Seriously. <laughs> like if that's attractive, your standards are low, sister. Whoa! <laughs> Come on! Oh, you got him right next well, to Alexander Skarsgård, and that's who you're gushing over, really? In college, well, in fact, most of the people um, in our social circle agreed that Christopher Maloney is the mo the human who most looks like a penis in much. the world. <laughs> and he and I are not attractive. Say, speaking, go They're ahead. Just not. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen, wait, I've dug someone uh -oh. up here. I was oh, going to say, say you jugged someone up here? I've been doing... <laughs> yes, he's dug me up. I was doing sex research oh, sweet. downstairs, so... Talking about people that look like penises is, like, right up the alley. <laughs> <laughs> so to say. So we've gone right up her alley, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my. And if you've ever had that happen, you know how painful it could possibly be. <laughs> That's why you need lube. I'm sorry! <laughs> So the show tonight is earning its explicit rating. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, we've gotten right out of the gate with it. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, Dead Redhead. Thanks for joining us, sweet Our potato. guests are probably a little uncomfortable at this point. <laughs> Guys, how are you holding up with Daniel Owen? I'm totally lost. <laughs> I'm naked, so it's... All right, he's in the I spirit. I was yep. I was reading about fetishes, so there you go. Okay, cool. And you tell me on FaceTime and he keeps showing me his penis. It's weird. <laughs> Does it look like Christopher Maloney? It's weird that he's showing you or that his organ is weird. <laughs> Especially when I make it bob up and down and pretend that it's singing. <laughs> but it has a weird French accent. Well, and what's even creepier is All right, YouTuber, this did not happen. Wow. No. No. <laughs> the world the world needs oh. to see this. So, uh there's a live action version of the opening of Futurama, which is possibly the funniest damn forty seconds I've ever now, seen did in that my air life. Last night? Uh no, it's a, it, it's actually an ad uh for Comedy Central and it's really good. Uh they're starting them I think next week. So, uh, yeah, uh, check check on that link. Click on that. You'll enjoy the hell out of that one. It's very cute. Yeah, uh, live-action trailer for Adventure Time? No. Yes. Yeah. No. That, that was phenomenal. Their, their limbs go all wavy. That's kind of weird. It, it was great. 
Chaka part of this? <laughs> Who? I guess the not. artist. Uh, the artist. I am horrible with names. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, oh, so am I because that's why John DeLance is never going to be on the show. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just looking at this thing and it's so freaking awesome. I can't even handle it. Is that, is that not the It's best? like all paper craft and awesome. Also, there's a sexatorium. Yes, there is. <laughs> this is the sex show. Today. We are in the sexatorium or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Oh Maybe disappointing monsters, but not the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the nickname for them? I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh my goodness gracious. See, I come Whoa. on and I get my reputation as a sex kitten. I don't know. There you go. It's okay, well, we like it. Resident... <laughs> well, now that we have both of our resident zombies in, uh... Walking Dead producers say that we are going to love Carl in season three and we won't want to eradicate the snotty little crap that he's been for the last really? two seasons. Exorcist Thought? Psycho You know why I love Carl? Because he's not in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always know where Carl is. Wherever he's... You know? Carl, but... Carl doesn't annoy me as much as, you know, some of the other characters. Like, I couldn't wait till we killed off Lieutenant... Spoiler alert. Lieutenant no, what's his name there? Yeah, yeah, Shane was a dick. Yeah, Shane. I couldn't wait till we he killed was a him dick. off. You know, Carl. Carl is a kid. You know, psychologically, at least, what they're making him do makes sense. Yeah, well, and, um, Carl the showrunner also makes sense. The showrunner mentions that in the show. He's like, Carl's a little kid. Yeah, little kids don't sit in the house. That's right. And, no, and little kids cold and also yada, they yada, shoot yada. deer. And a little kid would throw rocks at a zombie if it was stuck in the mud, and then would feel really bad when it comes and kills, you know, your favorite Absolutely. character ever. And why? That why did that zombie kill Lori? I know. <laughs> Arguably my least well, favorite I, character. Well, I think it's really just a matter of time I, on that one. He is annoying. How does she not a... know her child well enough to know that Carl is not in the house? We all do. Again, I, w I was less annoyed by Carl than I was the whole plot area around the whole Sophia thing. That just bothered the crap out of me. I'm like, for God's sakes, we know what's going to happen. We, know. we don't need yeah, 10 episodes to learn she's in the barn. We already knew that. And if they had stuck with the original format, and my theory about this season of past season of Walking Dead is that they took every episode they had and stretched it to two. And I think that even if they had had, you know, five episodes of looking for Sophia, it would have been too much. Agreed. Hell, one or two, too much. and then they yeah. find her in the barn. I'm with you, Zombrarian. Hell, that whole thing could have been done yeah. in two. It could have been a two-part special and done. Yep. A two-part special, yeah. She's, she's Where here, the fuck is she's she? Gone. She's That's in the it. barn. Oh, Absolutely. Let's move she, on. She's a cute kid. Everyone's yeah, upset right, now. <laughs> you know, my, I, I'm just like, let's move on. Let's get away from all this. Let's get to Michuan because she is the character everybody wants to see. People want to see her take out her sabers and just is cut that zombie the person at the end? I didn't get that far yes. in the yes. comic books. And she's hanging out with Angela, who is the best ever in anything and i love angela and i think that she needs to just like knock rick unconscious with a rock or something and take over because she's always right 
Angela is always right. And she's tough as nails. Yep. And they keep being like, oh, silly little woman, go wash laundry. And she's like, I'm always right. You are insane. You are too soft. And you are never in the house. And so she's brilliant. always right. But we're talking about men in the South, this though. This is true. Okay. Oh, That's why she's knocking on the rock. Because <laughs> we, we appeal to so many men in the South. Well, All right. Yeah, a lot of, lot of rednecks listen to us, right. their ex. To everyone listening in Hazard County. <laughs> we apologize. Okay, you know what? No, we don't. Let's move no, on. Not really. <laughs> okay, before we get to the poll, I just want to uh, mention that uh, last month we were named Podcast of, month, of the Month by a group called the Guardians of the Genre. X, you had something else you wanted to bring to the table about that? Oh, yes. Well, I uh, sent a nice thank you to uh, Doc Freakenstein. <laughs> That's who, an awesome uh, wrote... name. <laughs> awesome. It is. It's really cool. And he's... And Fritz. Fritz and Doc Freakenstein. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's Fritz Doc Freakenstein. Oh, okay. It's okay. not both of them. So his oh. first name is actually... He's awesome enough for two. <laughs> but but no, he wrote back and said, you know, I've only been listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night since TalkCast 119, but it's quickly become one of my must-listen-to casts on my iPhone. One thing that makes for an entertaining podcast is that the personalities of the cast start to feel like friends that you get together with to have a conversation with. I also like that you include your guests on the informal opening chats. One of the other excellent guest interviews that I particularly enjoyed was with Tom Snagoski on TalkCast 125. I've been a fan of his comics and book writing for many years, and it was fascinating Next listening to him. I really... <laughs> I really... Yeah, I really like your coverage of local conventions and Boston Comic Con in particular. I missed out on Boston Comic Con this year, but we'll try to make it for the 2013 show so I can stop by your table and say hi. Do it. Well, Doc Freakenstein, when you do, make sure you visit Disappointing Monsters as well. Absolutely. Because it's, it's time to talk to Dan and Owen. Dan that... Bradford, Owen McKinder. Oh, no, it isn't. First, you have a little bit of oh, why, why did you do that, X? You gave me a lead-in that I couldn't use. That's right. <laughs> I tease you. Ha, ha, ha. All right. The gods at Facebook heard us last week. I don't know how. Oh, I do. Actually, uh, well, while you were busy, you know, writing to Doc Frankenstein there, uh, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg and I had a conversation. Oh, really? Really? Because he was with me having coffee, actually. He's a big fan (laughs) of the show. I I know that because he said to me, you know, I've been talking to Kriana. And she said that you were kind of upset that I'd made so many changes to Facebook. And I, and I and I very politely explained to him that we would take our business elsewhere unless he started fixing things. And he said, well, what needs to be fixed first? And I said, you've got to get that pole straightened out and working properly again the way it was before was fine. He looked at me and he went, dome, done. So in the spirit of, of generosity, Mark Zuckerberg, done. We're staying with Facebook. Thank you. We'll keep our business. Although I do with hear you. that MySpace is making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. You couldn't even finish the sentence. Wow. I'm a horrible comedian. 
you get a free yeah, big noticed. Mac. I, I, and on that note, uh, lovely dead redhead, uh, fetish queen to the universe, tell us about this week's uh, Facebook poll. So we asked, who is your favorite giant robot? Because we just happened to come up with that particular question last week. And it was seemed like an easy one, and we were testing the poll to see how it was working again and making sure it was working. And so we got tons of responses, which was lovely. Thank you so I much, voted. everybody. And 24 different uh, categories to vote for. Oh, we only put up like, like five or six, so we ended up with 24 categories. So we had a lot of robot How many participants? Not yeah. to be confused with the sex stuff we were talking about earlier. How, how many <laughs> participants in this week's poll? More than three. Okay. And it was... Uh, we had up into the 40s, didn't we? Uh, no, no, no. Participants? I think we had damn, uh, close to 100. There were 140. Oh, there were what? 140. We cracked 100. Yay! We cracked 100. Excellent. Sweet. That's been like a long-term so. goal. Go, yes, go. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need like we celebration music. Dear Rob part. Watts, next time you're on, <laughs> please <laughs> force to bring nice. with you some celebration music because we need it. Well, guys, crack it in because obviously, if we've hit over a hundred votes in the poll, we have nothing left to podcast. About. No, we yeah. have to hit five hundred more. That's but right. wait, there's more. Let's just get to one twenty-five. All right. Well, <laughs> sure. Okay. So, so here's. Was... I just Go want ahead. to mention that a lot of this, in fact, is due to the fact that Frankie v, Frankie Washington actually tried to stack the vote. And thank you, Frankie. <laughs> yes, thank you, Frankie, for having your friends come over and vote. You did an awesome job of promoting us on your website, and a lot of people from your website wandered on over to our Facebook poll and voted for you. That being said, who actually won? And it was close. Um, actually, coming in third place was the Iron Giant, for all those who are fans of either the anime or the cartoon or the comic or whatever forms of the Iron Giant there were. It was kind of a cute movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was cute. Um, coming in at number two is Robot God Akamatsu. Go, Frankie. You came in second in the poll. Hometown. So, so which giant Hometown. robot could possibly top robot god Akamatsu? Coming in at number one, and this was one that was added, was Optimus, quote unquote, freaking Prime. Prime. I'll go with that as long as it's not the movie version. <laughs> oh, please, God, no. Let it not be the movie version. <laughs> I thought I was a Monty Python man. <laughs> oh, yeah, the creepy children are laughing at you, X. <laughs> the creepy children are laughing. <laughs> Is that for Iron Giant or for... I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. They're, they just... But congratulations, Optimus Prime, and also another congratulations out to Frankie B. Washington and his co-writer there, his writer, actually. James Biggie. James Biggie, and uh, for coming in second and for bringing yep. more people to our site. You Thank rock. you. I voted for them. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely voted for them because that uh, it looks like it's going to be one of the coolest uh, – Web comics also, it's around. local. Local is awesome. Local is the new thing. Local, local is, is awesome. the new global. It is. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sit on that for a minute. <laughs> With less space. Oh. Local is the new global. Just closer. Wink. And, uh, but you know, there's cool, and then there's cool, and then there's warm. Um, thank you. And lukewarm. A couple of months ago, we were talking about this webcomic that Kriana had seen, and we were all kind of looking at it, going, this looks like it's going to be really cool. And we mentioned it, and uh, when we were at Boston Comic Con, actually, uh, the week after we mentioned it, we got this very nice letter, email from, I think it was from Daniel Bradford of Disappointing Monsters, who said, hey, thanks for mentioning us. And then when we were at Boston Comic Con, they came by the booth, and said hi, and we talked for a while, and we said, we've really enjoyed what you're doing, and they said, well, we really enjoyed listening to you talk about what it is we're doing, so we kind of made the consensus, why don't you come on and talk about what it is you're doing, and kind of meld the two together, so joining us are Daniel Bradford and Owen McKinder from Disappointing Monsters. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being awesome. Well, that kind of knows what I'm saying. Sorry, I, I'm just looking at the comic that that I saw that was that I was like, oh my god, this is so funny. It's it's what, Pogo the Clown. Yeah. S still funny, guys. Uh, still funny. John Wayne Gacy, Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of went balls to the wall with uh, that one. It was kind of. This is what the whole comic is going to be about, guys. So either get on board or... Or get the hell away quickly. Yeah, uh, and we pretty much decided to, to get on board because it's, it's cute. It's edgy. It's uh, visually very nice to look at. And it is just really freaking odd and fun. Kind of like us here well, at thank you. Saturday Night. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so talk about... Uh, how you two got together where did you where did you guys meet in an alley actually um oh my. So in the desert yeah <laughs> um i've actually been uh before doing this strip um i had been a, a huge fan of owen's band the birthday massacre and had been going to their shows whenever they toured through arizona and uh, my wife had actually given Owen a couple of, uh, well, uh, uh, I think it was the, the three issues of Robot 13. I don't know. Did, did she give you King as well? Yeah, I think she gave me everything that you had done at that point. Okay. Um, just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I appreciate your music so much. Here's something that I do. I hope you enjoy it as well. Oh. And uh, we uh, kept in touch. Um, I showed him my comics, and then he ran into his tour bus and came out wearing a, uh, was it Iron Man or Boba Fett? I'm pretty sure it was Boba Fett. A Boba Fett helmet that he was very proud of, and we just kind of hung out <laughs> um, in the alley and uh, talked comics. And then uh, one night, uh, we were <laughs> we were uh, bouncing Calvin and Hobbes quotes to each other um, through texts, and it occurred to me that I'd been wanting to uh, do Disappointing Monsters. I, it was actually originally a, a, a college strip that I was doing um, back when I was in, in school many, many years ago, and I wanted to uh, resurrect it. And uh, it occurred to me that 
Owen, who is honestly one of the funniest guys I've ever had the privilege of, of, of knowing, he would be brilliant at it. And not only that, but he also took charge of, of the colors and, uh, and the letters. In fact, everything but the line work, because I have to contribute in some way. So, <laughs> so, so how, how does this work? Because you guys are like miles apart. Um, yeah, I live in Canada. It's, uh, it's pretty far from him, but, um, basically I just write a whole bunch of scripts and just send them to him. And most of them are either fart jokes or dick jokes. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, he picks one and draws it and, uh, and, uh, and then I color it and I put it on, on the internet. It's, it's pretty simple. It's really not that complicated. Now, for those listeners who haven't uh, read the strip yet, how would you describe it? Describe some of the recurring characters. Uh, you know, actually, I think one one girl who did a review of it described it perfectly. Um, it's like Calvin and Hobbes, but with dick jokes. <laughs> yep. Which is really the only thing for me that Calvin and Hobbes is missing. Right. <laughs> like, as one of the world's biggest fans of Calvin and Hobbes. I can say it was missing dick jokes and I did miss them. Calvin had one of the biggest, most intelligent vocabularies for a six-year-old. And mm. he had one of those, I know he was dropping F-bombs like nobody's business. Oh yeah, Calvin swore, we just don't know it. No, yeah. So, um, it, yeah, di uh, Disappointing Monsters is very much like that. It's, it's, it's Calvin and Hobbes inspired, um, you know, Gilbert is 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 the uh, twisted little boy who's not so innocent, but everything is normal to him. His imaginary friend is a zombie who's really not so imaginary. I don't think we've ever really even covered that. Yeah, our plan was to establish that he was an imaginary friend, and then we just forgot about that. Now, maybe we'll introduce that in a couple years, and people will be very confused. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then one night I, 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 Owen and I were talking, and I said, "You know who we, who we should, bring into the strip as a second monster? We, we should introduce Cthulhu," and, uh, and we laughed about it. We're like, "Well, how do we do it?" And I think it was Owen who suggested that he's basically, you know, he's an elder god that's actually, you know, four feet tall with a massive Napoleon complex, and lives in his closet. And we went with that, and he became one of the best characters on, yeah, on the Yeah, that poster's in my office right now. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, you know, when we first introduced him, we were like, oh, my God, these jokes are so funny. They write themselves. And we did that for, like, a month straight. And then we were just like, okay, well, that's enough of him. Yeah. <laughs> I think shortly after that, we brought in Pennywise. Yeah, we're, we're trying to bring him back, but I always end up just writing, like, more poop jokes and it's like it's like sure cthulhu can be in there but he doesn't have any lines he's just standing there like pointing or something you know what that's Pretty okay much. yeah he's, that's he's like great. the monkey that's on family great. guy yeah he'll just jump in you yeah well we're also getting ready to also introduce another character um we we felt that a robot is definitely Squee. needed so uh we're kind of getting that 
somewhat prepared. Yeah. So. so far, we've decided that he wears robot underwear and has a, <laughs> a dome on top of his head that has random objects in it. Like, oh. uh, you know, you know, those little like kid vacuum cleaner things that have the balls <laughs> yeah. bouncing around in it? Something like that. Maybe like rats are in there. I don't know. Or how you uh, always find bugs dead up in your light bulb and you have no idea how they got in there. Um, things like that. Actually, you yes. know what I've noticed, and, and this might be gross, with the new, like, CFLs that are, like, all twisty and stuff and less bulby, um, they get stuck between the twists. Yeah. The bugs do? I've never... Ooh. See, I'm definitely afraid of those light bulbs. Um, Why? There's only that's mercury. Well you should be. It's fine. <laughs> There's only a little bit. I bought the work of Satan just for those light bulbs, so I I'm terrified. Ah, oh, they're pretty of those good. Things. What? That's a completely irrational yeah. fear, and I love it. So you're like you're All like right. fluorescent phobic. I think that should be a thing. Is that a thing? Is it a thing? It is now. I guess it's it called the American Psychology Association, or whoever's in charge of that sort of thing. What what is that that rule thirteen or fourteen where if you think of it then there's a porn of it? So there's, there's, there's <laughs> probably a porn of fluorophobia now. Yeah, that that's an incredibly scary thought. You know, it's funny because uh, I took a little trip down through your archives because I wanted to familiarize myself with some of the some of the early stuff because I, I sporadically when when my day job allows me to we'll just peruse web comics and if you're listening at work bite me uh, <laughs> but my favorite my that. favorite yeah there you go my favorite <laughs> favorite favorite one is the tattoo of Kurt Russell fighting Wolverine while Pee Wee Herman watches in delight <laughs> I swear to God I went and I, I just looked. I I had that one sitting on my desktop at work, and people <laughs> would go by and go, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> I said, "Well, if you have to ask, you don't want to know, okay?" <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, it's the best. Are you kidding me? The look yeah. on Pee Wee's face is just amazing. <laughs> we had a whole bunch of other ideas for those. What was the one? Was it like? Captain America as Jesus riding on a lion or something? <laughs> yeah. We were planning on what? a series of tattoos that Gilbert is designing. And... Oh, God, yes. Don't stop. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that's just a great little <laughs> through there. There was another, uh, we did a, the Boy Scout <clears throat> one, and Excuse me, my cranberry juice went down the wrong way. <laughs> How many times have I used that excuse? <clears throat> anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, we 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 did the the Boy Scout uh, series, um, and we had this other plan that every Wednesday um, we were gonna we were gonna feature a patch that Gilbert had earned um, in, in in Boy Scouts, and some of these patch ideas that Owen was sending me I was I was literally in tears I was laughing so hard and one in particular that was the uh, it, it was the it was uh, it had something to do with fire I just 
setting things on fire, whatever. <laughs> the format was going to be the first panel showing Gilbert's hand, you know, sewing this, uh, sewing the patch onto his sash, and then the next uh, panel will just be a long shot of him actually fulfilling uh, that uh, that particular badge. And the script said, you know, uh, his uh, fire badge, and and then it said the next panel features the uh, house that's on fire with the little girl's face smiling, and he put in parentheses, you know the one, and uh, he sent me a link, and I clicked on it, and I I died. I was laughing so hard. And we actually did that. We, we drew it. <laughs> Never got it. If you don't know the picture, then yeah. this is going to make no sense at all. They're not all winners. Yeah, but so now a lot of but trust us, it was hilarious. It was. You <laughs> had to be there, but if you were, cool it was story, awesome. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we want to buy one of these particular um, drawings as a print, we just email you. But uh, what are you selling your prints for? Um, they're ten yeah. bucks a piece plus shipping. So. Nice. Yeah, and uh, we'll print them on. Uh, depending on the strip, because we're kind of all over the place with the with the sizes. Like some of them are long, some of them are square. Typically, they'll be eleven by seventeen on like cardstock or glossy or whatever. You might have to trim them a little bit. Okay, nice. which one of you came up with the idea for Gatorilla? <laughs> oh, was that might have been me? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you know, you just look at some of this and you go, the guys from the Sci-Fi Channel have to be watch reading this because so many of their movies, you Gatorilla, seriously? <laughs> I, I think Gatorilla was mine, but I think Daniel drew the penis with the block for it. <laughs> Which made it extra funny. Original I don't know why censor like half censoring a penis is so funny. Like you just see a little bit of ball coming out the back. <laughs> it is funny <laughs> though. It is funny. Yeah, you guys censor at the weirdest spots. I'll grant you that. <laughs> there was a oh my another God. strip. It was the uh, the Prince strip where they all got tickets to go see Prince, and uh, Edison uh, was wearing his. Prince outfit, and it was full frontal. And, uh, yes. And when I sent it to him, I, I drew it all. I, uh, I I gave him the whole the whole noodle, and uh, <laughs> and he uh, he put the block over that one. I, I I left it up to him if if we wanted to go full NC seventeen or or edit it. And I think uh, I think he made the right decision because it was a pretty graphic looking zombie penis. <laughs> Well, it, I, again, half-blocked penis is so much funnier than full penis. <laughs> I just love this one. I agree. I don't know why, but you're right. <laughs> like, just, so mysterious. Somebody I, needs to do a study. We need to commission a study to figure out which parts I, of the penis, if you block it off, makes it funnier. It's funnier. Yeah, like, well, what's funny? Full funnier full penis or just a little bit of dick neck? <laughs> <laughs> But but oh but is that funnier than just that... a little bit of balls, or or you know there there are a couple parts here that could be really funny. Have we tried them all? I think what was, I think what was funny about Gatorilla's 
nut was just how massive like it, 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 it was it was like a coconut yeah pretty and, much it is. <laughs> so you gotta like fill in the rest in your head you know we kind of force you to to imagine a giant monster penis and uh with with the prince one it was just you know you, you gotta wonder what what edison's you know but it, but the thing is, is that blocking a penis out is a lot funnier because you know you look at borat and the fact that borat's uh block was so like long it was like three feet long and then yes. <laughs> and uh eventually an unnecessary three feet right just the fact yeah. that it was made it funny Right, and, and and they and the same thing with uh, with with the monarch and, and Venture Brothers. You know, every time they've he oh god his, yes his block was just massive. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, it's stuff like that that I think is what makes it a lot funnier. I think we've coined a new uh, internet meme. His block was so massive. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's what Owen and I set out to do: create new trends and and well done. Trends. Wow. Yeah. Night's episode has a little ball hanging out in the back. <laughs> right. And good thing we've got that explicit rating, everybody. Sweet. <laughs> there was a, another yeah. uh, another strip. It was the uh, the disappointing confessions, and, and Owen and I actually had a conversation about how to write... <laughs> I'm there right now. <laughs> ...how to write Cthulhu's when he was talking about Lovecraft's uh, sack hanging out of his pants. And we had we, we just had a conversation on what's the best word to describe his penis instead of just saying penis. And uh, it's those kinds of conversations with Owen that I treasure the most. What, what did we end up going with? I don't, I don't remember. I think it was noodle. <laughs> Is it noodle? <laughs> it was not the noodle. Yes. Yeah. You know where wow. to look and it's just weird looking. Oh, yeah. Noodle out of In's mouth. Oh. Classic. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I did not expect this. To, I this did. Conversation. Well, clearly you don't read their comic strip because you would have figured it out. I, hey, I like the stuff where where the Cenobites do the Lament configuration and they summon Mormons. <laughs> I have a weird obsession with Mormons. I love them. Oh, <laughs> would Would you care to elaborate? They're just, they're they're wacky. They are. Yeah, you know, I I was in uh was in Salt Lake City once, and this could be completely wrong, but they had all these signs that have beehives on them, and um, I asked someone what the hell it meant, and they said it's almost like a warning to anyone who's not Mormon to remind you that this is a Mormon place to not fuck with the Mormons. Seriously, what? what? That's what I was told. Don't kick the hornet's nest. Oh. I'm Googling that. I don't think that's true. I know. I've, I haven't looked it up. Lake I just City flat out give that person. Signs. Beehives. Beehives. Wow. So you could even do a whole spin off strip disappointing Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do we really want to take on the Mormon church? I mean, they own like Radio Shack, and I shop there frequently. And I think Matt Stone and Trey Parker have the 
have the market on Mormon comedy cornered. So, that so is Utah true. is the uh, Beehive State. The uh, minor league baseball team for Salt Lake City is the Bees. Oh my God, we're not going to start learning things, are we? I, I think we already have. <laughs> yes, we we oh learned God. about blocking well, dicks. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. You were at the Boston Comic Con. Um, are you guys going to be making any more tour appearances? Um, I'm going to be at the Fan Expo in Toronto at the end of August, but uh, Daniel won't be there. So nope. Hang out with me. Is that because he's not allowed out of the country? Yeah, we won't let him in. No. Um, I showed my penis. Wrong yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's illegal up here. Yeah, I thought it was fine because you know you're no, in the states. Yeah, penises are illegal in Canada. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I had to give no, my I, up page twelve. I did not have a chance to uh, meet with you guys at Boston. So I mean, if someone comes up to your booth, I mean, do you do sketches? Do you sell original artwork? Uh oh yeah sure I mean it's yeah got to. Okay. So how I mean, was Boston for you guys? I didn't actually go because again, yeah, it was actually me and Tom that were there. Tom, ah, where are you? He's got a bucket yeah. tied around his neck, Poor right? Tom, poor guy. We miss you, Tom. Yeah. But uh, Boston Con was um, the, that was our second year there, and the first year we were there, which I guess was two years ago. Um, it, we rocked it. It was great. Um, we had a great table. We had a great location. We sold just about everything. I think we walked away with one box left. Uh, but then nice. this year, Good we for you. put out in the hallway, um, we are just a few tables down mm -hmm. from you guys. And I don't know how much you guys try to sell at your table, but that area sucked. Or We've never done a convention where we made mm -hmm. so little. And I mean, we we made back our table, you know, and uh, but then like oh, that's good. Sunday, I made a total of twelve bucks, so it was it was a weird experience uh, for me personally, because. You know, mm -hmm. But hey, I'm gonna do it again next year. You know, it's not. You know, I, I think they were unprepared right. for the overwhelming demand this year. I I mean, Boston Comic Con is a show that has literally grown every single year that we've attended, and. Um, right. You know, I think every year they're just, they sort of, they try to grow a little bit, but then they're shocked by the response. So, I mean, yeah, maybe it wasn't as good as last year, but at least you guys got a table. You don't know how many people came up to us and were like, yeah, I'm an artist. Here, read my comic. Uh, yeah, we couldn't get a table. We just waited too long. Like, so many people. So, yeah. like, I know there's been talk of expanding into a second ballroom. Like, who knows? So... Yeah, Jimmy, if you're listening, absolutely, we Jimmy, need to we do know that. You're listening. In fact, we, we know you're listening. Person, so actually, it would be okay if you weren't. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, like they know uh, they they were clearly full up. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a very very busy show, and I'm 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 very glad that that it's going so well for them because it's a great show. It really is. Um, you know, it, it was just it, it was. Uh, just not the best spot for us personally um but you know can't win them all so yeah well you know what 
check out disappointingmonsters.com. Uh, this is one of the coolest web comics around. It's filthy. It's funny. It's <laughs> irreverent. It's well drawn. It's well thought out. And you guys are, are frankly a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having us. Ah, X. Absolutely. We have a yeah. we have we have some shows coming up in the next couple of weeks, don't we? We do indeed. Hold on a sec here. Ah, I got it. Got <laughs> I, I made him forget. All right. Yeah, great. <laughs> so next week we have speaking of the Boston Comic Con. Next week is the triumphant return of Boston Comic Con artist Ted Woods. Then on July 7th, we squeeze into our spandex for UK Lee and Josh Adams' new documentary, Cosplayer Nation. On July 14th, actor Doug Jones returns to tell us why we should watch The Watch. On July 21st, it's anime producer, director, designer, industry legend, Jan Scott Frazier. And on August 4th, we go ape over Banana Tales creator, Mark McKenna. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Granite State Comic Con, the Boston Comic Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's intro music provided by The Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold the Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> no. There we go. We had a little no. breakdown there. It's all good. <laughs> I want to thank Dan and Owen for joining us tonight. DisciplineMonsters.com. From the Revere Time Vortex, I want to thank the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana and Grammar Girls on And ladies, thank you so much. Is it plugged in? Seriously? Did you Try look? turning it off. Hi. Is the light on? Could be. You never know. From the Four Color Vault of Comics, thank you, Illustrator X. Go downstairs and, and help the dead redhead with her sex research. And, uh, oh, way ahead of you. <laughs> this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is less and shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Somebody's going to do it, right? Good night, everyone. Good night.